Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week, another digital citizen. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going okay. Uh, let's talk a little about uh, my last week. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about, about the computer. So, uh, we were... So my my computer has been warm for quite a while, uh, and I thought there was something stuck in the fan. Uh, so I had a friend of mine blow blow on it, uh, and actually like uh, screw it. No, you just each other. you just had a guy come into your house and you paid him to just sit there and go <laughs> at, at your CPU. <laughs> And it didn't really work all that well. No, that's not what yeah. happened, but... <laughs> that's definitely what happened. Uh, yeah, and that didn't work for some strange reason. Weird. Um, very, very weird. Uh, so, um, I think it was Thursday. No, yeah, Thursday. Thursday um, it actually... So, the, uh, this is uh, two weeks ago. Thursday, two weeks ago, it started actually taking fire. Uh, so, so in the toilet, and when I came back to my living room, there was like a cloudy sky coming out from right, my computer, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Um, yeah, so I had to close it down and and everything. So the sound quality last week, and also, I I just didn't feel good last week. Like if you listen to that podcast, I've listened to it. It it's not. Super burger great. So I, I was. Uh, having... You can definitely tell I'm trying to like uh, prompt you a lot more than I usually yeah. have to. I I'm like, yeah. hey fro, <laughs> hey, like doing the, this thing, which like, yeah, it was just that you were supposed to get the computer what the day before, and then there was yes. this whole problem with like the shipping. There was a problem with the shipping, like they didn't get there in time, yeah. or it got lost in transit somewhere, and so it yeah. was like stressful, like. It was going to be right on time, and then it was, like, not on time, and then yeah. it could have been there the day, so it was, like, this whole thing. So you were more in the mindset of, like, uh... And I was thinking of moving it, and then I uh, then I uh, forgot that Thursday there was a holiday. Uh, a holiday? So, yeah, Thursday was, like, uh, Christ Day, where he, like, goes to heaven. Oh, that's yeah, not a thing we celebrate here. I know. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome to Lutheran <laughs> Lutheran Norwegian uh, church in Norway. Yeah, we had but, yeah. So Memorial Day this week. I don't think you have right. that. So there you go. No, no. So it came on Friday, uh, <laughs> and I used Saturday and Sunday and Monday to cook, uh, make it. Uh, as humanly possibly good uh, that it is right now. It is weird to use Windows again, but hey ho, there we go. Uh, yeah, but you're now part of the PC master race or whatever they say. So there you go. Yes, 
Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Asterisk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've used both, and I've never really had a problem going back and forth too bad. But I've had a Mac for a while, so I don't know how it would be now. Yeah, no, I had I had Mac for pretty many years, uh, so it it was extremely weird. Like uh, the the thing that's actually most annoying is that I have to put Alt Gr for and two for at the at symbol because there's a there's an at symbol uh, on the keyboard on 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 right. the Mac. That is maybe the, the most annoying. Try to right, but you'll so get used that. to that. You'll get that's one yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. that you're just used to the other thing, and so you, now you got to yeah. like, yeah, I know, totally. That's like over time, you won't even notice that anymore. But as the sixteen hours of like deinstalling shitware, that is uh, right. That's never fun. Also not fun. <laughs> it's not a like, it's not a huge deal, uh, but it's like. Uh, it's a, it takes a lot Windows of time, is, right? Yeah, it's so bloated. Like, wh why don't you just deliver a clean computer and I will add the things I want to? No, but the, they put have... the cost of, of the computer down by having bloatware on it. Well, yeah, because they're, you know, paid by those companies for that stuff to be on there. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. a package deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess, you know... If it's going to be cheaper, that's fine, I suppose. I mean, yeah. like that's why yeah. TVs are so much cheaper now too, is because all the the adware you have on um, smart TVs now, like your TV's cheap because they're advertising right on your <laughs> on your homepage when you mm. go on your television. So it's nice mm. to have cheaper things, but it always comes at a different cost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to apologize for last week. It it came true okay. It's not the worst episode we have ever made, but I felt a little like eh. I felt a little bad about it. Yeah, no, it it was uh it wasn't great, but you know, hits and misses as they say. It's not a big deal. No. Speaking of hits and but misses. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Two minds stink like thinking. Uh, yeah, Biden rules out sending Ukraine rockets that can strike into Russia. That's what he said. Right? That's what he said right, on Monday. Right. President Biden on Monday. I almost said President Bush right there. I literally almost said. I don't know why. That hasn't even been a president in like what? Twelve? No, not twelve years. Uh, ten years. So yeah, that's weird. Ten years. Yeah. Plus. Uh, president Biden on Monday said his administration will not send Ukraine long-range missiles that can strike into Russian territory, sending a conflict message. After media outlets reported that the officials were preferring to send weapons uh, with long-distance capabilities, Biden came out and said, "We are yeah. not going to send Ukraine rocket systems to Russia." Uh, okay. So, I guess those news outlets were wrong, Fro. That what, what do you mean? You you don't have a president that changes his mind. He's not known for changing his mind the day after he says things ever. <laughs> so he wouldn't have then on Tuesday come out with a New York Times article uh, that the U.S. will provide Ukraine with more advanced rocket systems and precision-guided munitions. Uh, Biden wrote in an article, in the, uh, an op-ed article in the New York Times on Tuesday. Mm. So Monday he came mm. out and said... 
those reports of us sending rockets, <laughs> not true, not happening. Lies. And then he Lies, wrote, I and then he wrote his own article. I guess this it had to have been like literally the same day, or he had, it, or he had it pre-prepared, and then just straight up lied, and the, you know what I mean. Uh, but Kiev has given the United States reassurance that the new yep weapons will not be used in Ukraine and not against uh, Russia. Uh, a senior administration official told reporters. So, so is this a goof? Is it a goof, or is it just that he didn't think it would be a big thing? Or what do you think? Why do you think he? There's no way he didn't think this was going to be a big thing. Right. Right. Um. The only explanation is that... Why did he lie then? So, why couldn't he just say, <coughs> yeah, that's going to happen? My guess is they didn't expect the media to find out about it, and it was going to happen uh, no matter what. When the media found out about it, Biden went out and uh, said that's not happening, not realizing that maybe it actually was happening because he's Biden right. and doesn't probably even know what's going on most of the time. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Whatever do you mean by that, Luke? What are you trying mm. to say, Jack? Um, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jack? Uh, yeah, I, I have uh, a feeling that, that that he came out and said that not knowing exactly what was going on, and then they yeah. said, hey, we are actually doing that. And then he was like, oh, right, 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 how do, right, I can't right. like go to a press conference. That'll look silly. So he wrote hmm. an op-ed in the New York Times that he expected you know, not many people to read, obviously. Yeah, because it's also the New York Times. It's just... And who the fuck reads the New York Times? It was just last week that <laughs> Biden... Was it last week or the week before that he was like, we are definitely going to defend t Taiwan if China invades. And then the next day he's like, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. It's like every week he has one of these. It's like... It's literally like he doesn't know what's happening. It Like with everything that's around him. He's just... He answers, and then everybody has to correct him afterwards because he doesn't say what, or he doesn't know what he's supposed to say. Right? Is that what you? Right. There. I'm going to say this right now, so we have it on record. When I am wrong, when the election comes around, there's absolutely no way that that people, uh, the Democrats, can uh, put him on the ballot. Is there? In the primary, Is there any sure. Way? Do you think so? Really? Oh, maybe in the primary, and then the the establishment will push somebody else like a Pete, uh, and mm. then put they'll leave Biden in there so that to, to do like a Super Tuesday thing like they did to Bernie last time, where you stack the candidates and then, yeah. and then right at the last minute, yeah, everybody drops Switcheroo. out. Yeah, exactly. Which is it? Yeah. What you know? What happened on Super Tuesday, uh, and why Biden? Besides, COVID became president in the first place. Um, yeah. So I can see them doing that strategy again, because they're like, it worked once, why not do it again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of strange to think about that. If it wasn't for, for COVID, Biden would never be a president. There. More than likely. I mean, that no. whole Super Tuesday thing um, definitely changed the course of how things were going but that was yeah. covid was already happening at at, at that point and yeah. once covid everything was going down with covid bernie dropped out just cuz he was like uh we need to like back one person or whatever you unite yeah yeah but uh, bernie 
a few, like a month ago or something, there was a campaign memo that came out that got leaked or something that was basically like, Bernie hasn't ruled out running in 2024 if Biden doesn't run. So, How old would he be then? Not much older than Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's true. And how how old would Trump be then? It's also a question. I think Trump is like one year less than Biden. I could be wrong though. And then Bernie okay. is like two years older than Biden. They're like older all they're all like really really yeah. close together as far as age goes. Yeah. But who's in the worst shape of all of them? Probably Trump. Uh, Mentally, you mean? And physically. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, I'm not... They're doctors, so I can't say that for sure. <laughs> but I've seen Bernie play basketball and do athletic things, so I know he's in fairly decent shape. Biden, I guess yeah. I've never really seen him do anything... Yeah, so that 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 is kind of the stample of the. <laughs> he fell down ones. the stairs when he tried to walk up stairs once. So yeah, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, no, I I I do think that this whole thing is just um, either it's just miscommunication or it's just Biden forgetting that he's not supposed to say things like that. I think it's just him. He has a reactionary tone a reactionary mm. way about him. Like, just like, you know, when he called that guy a fat, fat person, uh, he, he right. just reacts and he, he, he doesn't like think and then react. He just reacts. And so I think yeah. sometimes these things come out of his mouth and he doesn't realize that he's, that he's saying something wrong. And then they have to like, uh, figure out a way to pull it back the next day. And that, that's, I think mostly m the reason this keeps happening is that, He's just so reactionary uh, uh, when he feels attacked or when he feels on the defensive. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's keep in the politically land. Democrat uh, lawyer is found not guilty of lying to the FBI over alleged Trump Russia link. So does that mean that the link is there? Question mark. Well, we do know that according to the. Do, the payment documents that he he was paid for the time he was there, but what they're saying is that he was also working for a third party, and that that was the person he was representing in that situation, not the Clinton organization, I guess. Uh, but we'll read it. How the fuck do they know that? <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of there. You know, there's probably a little bit of insider this and that happening as well like these are very yeah. powerful people who can you know talk to people who know people who can talk to the judge that kind of thing but this was a you know a jury that decided this so uh, a lawyer for hillary clinton's 2016 campaign was acquitted tuesday of lying to the fbi when he pushed information that was meant to cast suspicion on donald trump and russia uh, the case against Michael Sussman was the first courtroom test of John Durham since his appointment three years ago to search for government misconduct during uh, investigation in between the Ru Ru Russia-Trump 2016 campaign ties. Uh, the verdict marks a setback for Durham's work, especially since Trump supporters have looked to the probe to expose what they contend is an egregious bias by law enforcement officials. Uh, the jury deliberated mm. for several hours Friday. 
uh, and then came back Tuesday morning and, and re reached a verdict. Speaker, right, because Monday, like I said, Memorial Day. Uh, speakers, mm. speaking to reporters outside the courthouse, had, after the verdict was delivered, Sussman said that he told the truth to the FBI, and the jury clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict. Um, yeah. yeah, talking about juries, uh, extra, extra, a verdict reached in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh, well, let's do that story right after we do this then. Yeah, I'm okay. just saying, uh, but we, we don't know the, the decision yet. Uh, it just uh, came out that uh, they have raised a... Uh, oh, okay, so it could be by the end of this podcast, though, right? Yeah. All right, we'll keep that open, like get a live one so that we have it up, just so we know when yep. it happens. Okay. Um, wh where was I? Oh, this marks a clear setback for Durham's work, especially since... Right, I already read that part. Uh, speakers... Speaking to reporters outside the courthouse after the verdict was delivered, Sussman said uh, he told the truth to the FBI. Uh, I, I already read that part. Okay, uh, I'm totally lost now. Uh, oh, Durham said that though he, he and his team were disappointed in the outcome, they respected the jury's decision and thanked investigators and prosecutors uh, for their dedicated efforts. Okay. Cool. Uh Sorry, yeah, I also got a little like, uh, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so it says there that they, they, that they are going to be uh, in Virginia court at 3 p.m. Uh, is that in one hour or is that now? One, 3 p.m. what, Eastern time? Virginia. Uh, yeah, that's East, Eastern Standard, so that's in one hour, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we don't have to worry about that for another hour. Then. At least. At least, yeah. Right, because it's going to take time for them to go through all the, like, motions of getting to, like, actually announcing it. So it'd probably yeah. be more like two hours. Uh, okay. Here's what, from the FBI's uh, star witness, James Baker, in the Sussman case, uh, testified that he was 100% confident that Sussman had told him he was not representing any client during the 2016 meeting. Ah, okay. So why was he there then? Uh, they, like they said in, initially, is that he just did it out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> yeah, because that's very lawyer-like. Uh, they said All lawyers work from their... <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. It says that even if he did make false statements, it was ultimately irrelevant since the FBI was already investigating Russia and mm. the Trump campaign, and given the urgency of the probe, would have looked at the Alpha Bank data no matter what the source, no matter what source it came from. That was another, mm. uh, you know, reason they gave as to why it wasn't he wasn't guilty of lying. That hmm. they would have found it anyways, I guess? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely kind of, like, very technical, like, did he lie, did he not lie? It's very up in the air to me still, but the jury found it that he didn't. So, um, I don't know, what do you think about this for the entire Russiagate saga? Uh, I think I think it, it it is a little bit weird because uh, it it feels like 
uh, he should have been uh, jailed for this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not not a le legal expert uh, at all, but from 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 uh, the things that I have read and things that I kind of think about things, I it just seems a little bit weird that they believe this. I'm just doing this out of my the kindness of my heart. When did the lawyer last do that? <laughs> like right. not being paid. Yeah, that's that a good seems point. a little far far fetched. Is the word I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he was, he had lots of people backing him who were like ex-Clinton campaign lawyers and aides mm. and different colleagues, uh, who like vouched for him. So he had lots of people backing him. And like I said last week, that whole thing with Robbie Mook, it seemed like also might've been a tactic to, uh, show that he was he was doing it f for himself and not for them. Uh, mm. And that's why they ended up revealing that information about Clinton being behind the whole thing with the the media. Like, I don't think they would have revealed that unless they had to, to get him off, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Right. Well, uh, there's another Democrat that has had a little trouble this week. Nancy Pelosi's husband uh is arrested for DUI after a crash in Napa Napa actually this is Napa Napa is wine country so i think we know what he was drinking probably um <laughs> just just to wine? guess because it's Napa uh Paul Pelosi the husband of Nancy Pelosi was arrested Saturday Napa. in Napa for allegedly driving under the influence the booking report shows that he was arrested uh Saturday, booked at 4 a.m. on Sunday and charged with misdemeanors of allegedly, Ooh. excuse me, burp, driving with a blood alcohol content of 0.08 or higher. Uh, his bail was set for $5,000. I don't think he's going to have That's a problem a lot. with that. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was not in California at the time. She was in Rhode Island. Uh, mm -hmm. This is uh, it. This is from the spokesman for Nancy Pelosi. The speaker will not be commenting on a private matter which occurred while she was on the East Coast. So she's definitely trying to distance herself from the whole thing. Like, I, w I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe it wasn't alone in the car, Luke. Maybe. Well, this is the guy that, like, the most interesting thing I know about this guy is there's a whole subreddit that's just dedicated to... Stock market, um, stock market picks that are done by this guy, Paul Pelosi. Like, there's a whole mm. so there's a whole Reddit that all they do is they find out what he is picking for his stock picks, which is all like publicly publicly available, and then they go and they pick those stocks because he is like mm. somehow magically knows how all the stocks that are the best ones to pick. Is it called insider trading or is it called magic? <laughs> I mean, there's literally a bill that's going through, I think, the House right now. They're trying to get passed to stop um, Congress and, you know, uh, politicians at that level to be able to uh, trade stocks uh, because mm -hmm. there is, like, they, should they be able to know all this information about what's going on? No. 
and then also be able to benefit with it on the stock market. And it's like, no. What I've heard is Nancy Pelosi is one of the people that's blocking that bill. So, mm. right. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Wonder why she wants to block that. I, I and the other mm. thing is the stock market like took a tank dive like in the last few weeks. Um, mm. So I wonder if this guy was drinking a lot, lot because of that. Possibly, I mean that's total speculation, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, not as possible. Yeah, don't drink and drive. I guess everybody. Uh, do you think he is kind of a, a guy that if he got too drunk, he would like uh, 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 go to Paris and smear cake on the Mona Lisa? Uh, I might do it. I don't. I don't even think I've never thought the Mona Lisa was that gr good of a painting. I thought it was a little over. I've always thought it was a little hey, overrated. Look, come on, overrated. She's hot. Come on. I mean, it's fine. It's a good painting. It's. I understand why people like it. I just think it's. Uh, it's very small. I've never. That's what she said. Oh, is that is that what she said? Mm. I've I've been to the Louvre and seen the Mona Lisa. It's smaller than you think? Or is that what you're saying? It's very, very much smaller than I think. That's what she said. Okay. A man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair threw cake at the Mona Lisa, Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting in the Louvre. <laughs> the piece, which was undamaged, was left with white cream smeared across its protective glass. <laughs> the perpetrator, seen wearing a wig and lipstick, urged people to think of the earth while being led from the scene. Uh, the incident happened on Sunday and was described by witnesses as jaw-dropping. The activist was yeah, seen... Yeah, there's also YouTube videos out there if you really want to see it. I mean, yeah, I thought about putting... But it's not, like, anything... No. Like, yeah, it's it's literally what you think. It's just a cell phone video yeah. in the from the background that I've seen uh, of yeah. getting thrown. But the, the activist, was, activist was also seen throwing roses in the gallery and was escorted out by security... Uh, saying, think of the earth, there are people who are destroying the earth, think about it, artists tell you, think of the earth, that's why I did this. So this was all a climate change um, protest. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what what the Mona Lisa has to do with that, but, um, I mean, it's a statement, oh, you know, I guess. You know the rumor of Mona Lisa, that, uh, that uh, uh, Da Vinci... Uh, painted him with lead painting, so maybe it's that. Is that what it is? It's <laughs> lead paint leading to some kind of climate change? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> maybe it was a pro to don't burn the Mona Lisa, because if you did burn the Mona Lisa, that would be bad for the environment, because <laughs> it's got lead paint on it. Right. Aha! Uh -huh. There we have it. So never burn the Mona Lisa, which I don't think was going to be an issue anyways, but... <laughs> Thank you, and whoever did that. You know, it's 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 ridiculously small. I I went in there thinking, oh, I, I of course I went to see the Mona Lisa. For 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 the first, there's a long there was a long ass queue to see the Mona Lisa. And right, because they only let there, a certain like, number of people in, and isn't it like certain hours <laughs> of the day? That's what I rem mm -hmm. have heard. Right, I've never yeah, yeah. I've never been so. Yeah, no, it was. 
a boring ass, but uh, the rest of the rest of the Louvre was funny uh, because it was right after the Da Vinci Code came out. Right. And, uh, it was this. Uh, uh, there was a lot of like Da Vinci Code tours there. So well, that's that smart. Fun. That's a good business move, though. I thought you were going to say there were oh, a yeah, bunch yeah. of random weirdos hanging out out front, like with notebooks or something. Well, <laughs> that as well. <laughs> I mean, if you look at this article, you look at the picture at the top. Some they mm. like shot it in a way to make the painting look a lot bigger. Because if you look at the video down below, you can c compare and contrast. And you can see yeah. how small it is. Like that picture up there, really they small. Yeah. that picture they shot it in a way to make it look bigger than it is. Which that is yeah. that's interesting. I never knew it was that small. <sighs> that's what she said. Uh, talking about weird things, uh, women claims that she was virtually raped in the metaverse. Uh, that's right. Is this possible? Uh, apparently it says she was raped in the metaverse while pass while others passed around a bottle of vodka, which I also don't think is possible in the metaverse. But uh, right, researchers described the experience. The researcher described the experience as disorienting and confusing. Uh, the woman claimed she experienced the sexual assault by a stranger in Horizon Worlds, uh, Meta's virtual space. The researcher who investi was investigating the platform for Some of Us, a nonprofit that seeks to limit the power of large corporations, has claimed that the virtual assault happened while others, while other users watched and passed around a vodka bottle. Okay. Uh, okay. So how, how did this happen? Uh, regarding the experience of being sexually assaulted in VR, this is a quote. The researcher said, It happened so fast, I kind of disassociated. One part of my brain was like, WTF is happening, the other part was like, this isn't a real body, and another part was like, this is important research. Uh, is it? Uh, yeah, it says, the Some of Us researcher noted how quickly she encountered sexual assault on the platform after another user encouraged her to dis disable the personal boundaries setting. So she did disable the pers personal boundary setting, which they put on there recently, because people were like doing a thing where they would just box somebody into an area and you would just not be able right. to move. Um, which that sounds like what's ha what happened here. Uh, mm -hmm. she noted that when another user touches you, the controller vibrates, creating a disorienting or disturbing physical experience. Uh, <laughs> within 60 seconds yeah, but of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed by three to four male avatars with male voices, essentially by virtually gang raped by my a uh, they gang no. raped my avatar no they didn't they, they they just didn't sorry sorry i i'm this is this is, isn't real i also well she could have turned on at any point the personal boundaries and i think it probably would have fixed it but what she said here in this early part is uh one part of my brain was like, what the fuck is happening? The other part was like, this isn't my real body. And another was, this is important research. So you got to remember, this was somebody who is in there doing research on the, the space itself. Um, right. For a nonprofit organization to see if this is good or bad. So in a way, she was seeing how far it would go, obviously. Um, sure. 
I mean, if if this was my sixteen-year-old daughter, I would say, of course, there there are some problems there. But 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 the thing is, like, women struggle so much with rape being believed in the real world, right? That when somebody re like uh, uh, calls out for rape in a virtual world, I feel that is demeaning for people that are actually raped <laughs> that that is my my main problem i don't i don't i don't say that what they the guys did in this virtual world was correct in or anything i don't condemn uh, i don't condemn what they did but i'm just saying that you you shouldn't use the words as uh rape in a virtual setting because it's not the same as uh, being raped in the in the fiscal world. That's my problem with it. So, like, because in certain parts of this article, they call it sexual assault in VR. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Right here in a quote. And regarding, I do agree that... Regarding yeah. the experience of being sexually assaulted in VR, the researcher said, it happened so fast, I was kind of disassociated. That I can yeah. totally agree with. That I agree with, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's the rape part I have the problem with, because that is actually penetrating, uh, or or doing something with your sexual organs that you would feel, and it's not the same thing as your controller vibrating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, exactly. uh, that it, it's 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 kind of comparing apple to oranges, and I don't like that. Yeah, and we don't unless you were in some kind of sex, uh, VR sex outfit that you know cause that could actually do that kind of thing which i'm sure in, right. exists in japan somewhere uh this is from the head of some of us campaigned uh the some of us campaign the director of that as it stands now the metaverse is not safe and based on meta's stance on how it will moderate the platform it will continue to spiral into a dark abyss uh, mm -hmm. i mean i agree with that too <laughs> i don't oh, think yeah, for yeah, the yeah. same reason maybe that she thinks it but i no. But it probably is going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a statement, Meta said, uh, in Horizon World's uh, personal boundaries, they are default on almost uh, four foot and none friends to make it easier to avoid unvited interaction. We don't recommend turning this off. The safety feature with people we don't know. Yeah, that's also a thing. Uh, right, well, that, that we, was the big thing, is she turned that feature off. Because she, yeah. because she, uh, because she, I guess wanted to. It said she was prompted to at some point. So, yeah, we want everyone to using our products, having a good experience, and easily found the tools that can help in a situation in like this. We can investigate and take actions. Okay, what are you going to do? Okay, ban them. Then what? Uh, I, uh, yeah. I mean, you. You could, I guess, because they're all on the same like headset. Then the per you mm. basically are you just brick the guy's headset, right? To a degree, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And weird, weird story. Uh, FBI uh, records on search for Fable Cold raises some questions. Right, we've talked a lot about this in the past. Um, to do it, and we had talked last thing we had talked about this was that the the. Uh, treasure hunters who initially found this site and then went to the FBI to 
uh, say, hey, we're going to dig here for this gold. And then the FBI came in and they believe dug the gold up. Uh, they sued the FBI for records about the situation and won. Those records were released. Um, and in, that, in those records were a scientific anal analysis commissioned by the FBI shortly after the agents went digging for the buried treasure. Suggested uh, This analysis suggested a huge quantity of gold could be below the surface, according to the newly released government documents and photos mm -hmm. that deepen this mystery of the 2018 excavation in a remote part of Pennsylvania. The report by a geophysicist who performed, performed a microgravity testing at the site hinted that the underground object with a mass of up to nine tons was the same density Ooh. as gold. The FBI used the consultant work to obtain a warrant to seize the gold if any was found the, go the, the government has claimed this dig was a bust but the father-son pair of treasure treasure hunters who spent years looking for the gold and who led the agents to the woodland site uh, are hoping for a finder's fee uh, suspect the uh, these people suspect the FBI double-crossed them and made off with the cachet of gold that could itself be worth hundreds of millions of dollars Yep, ding, 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 ding. That's what I believe happened. Right, and the technical survey, the data, data that was collected by the geophysical consulting firm EnviroScan does give credence to the treasure hunter's own extensive fieldwork at the site and prompted the FBI to evacuate the site, uh, which lasted for several frigid days um, in 2018. Right, so you think the FBI stole this gold and then lied about yep. it lied about yep. having it and then didn't give these people the finder's fee that they deserved and that is <laughs> that is 110 percent what i believe and then just hit where did the gold go did they take it to fort knox or something just <sighs> i mean they have thousands and thousands of places of putting it so um uh, the trove of documents turned over to the finder keepers also include thousands of photos of grainy black and white that show some but not, certainly not all of what the FBI was doing at the dig site. Residents of the area previously had told of hearing of backhoes and jackhammers in the middle of the night between the first and second <laughs> days. Yeah, was nothing there. <laughs> uh, when the work was supposed to have been paused even, and seeing a convoy yeah. of F FBI's including large armored trucks leave the area. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Why would you need large armored trucks uh, if nothing was there? I guess they were the expensive backhoe. Yeah. It was a really expensive backhoe. They had to put it in, <laughs> in pieces inside of armored trucks to take it away. Mm -hmm. Very expensive air. <laughs> Yeah, no, there was absolutely something there. It's just weird that they would steal it so blatantly. It's, like, so easy to, <laughs> to like, look at this and go and decide what actually happened, yeah. Mm. So, let's say you were married. And uh, in your marriage, yeah, it's normal having sex here with your wife. And after you have sex, it all of a sudden develop very strong sudden amnesia. Does that mean that the sex is extremely good or extremely bad? <laughs> I would guess good. That's yeah. I, in my mind, when I think of something that could cause so good that you forget. Yeah, bad bad sex would like 
make you yeah. remember everything because you'd be sitting there like thinking about other things. But amnesia, like, uh, but this man got amnesia for ten minutes after having sex with his wife, temporarily wiping his memory of the previous day and rendering him <laughs> unable to retain new information. A 66-year-old man <coughs> became distressed after he looked at his phone uh, one afternoon and saw the date that he thought he had... For oh, he thought he had forgotten his wedding anniversary when, in fact, he had celebrated with his wife and his family just the day before. The doctors in <laughs> Ireland say the case reported published in the official journal of Irish Medical Organization on last Wednesday, the memory loss lasted for an hour, and when the man repeatedly questioned his wife and daughter over the events, uh, doctor said the man was not, uh, oh, he repeatedly questioned his wife and daughter, okay, the man was not identified in the case report visiting the emergency room, uh, he had a completely normal neurological exam once he got to the hospital, so... Yeah, he, would, he was diagnosed with trisend global amnesia, a poorly understood condition that can be linked to sex. I mean, if, if you say that, hey, my wife, she screws me up so good that I forget who she is. It <laughs> sounds like a total boomer joke, doesn't it? Yes. It's like the most boomer, boomer joke I've ever heard. <laughs> My wife is so good at sex that she makes me forget it. Oh, that's amazing. I wanna, I wanna forget about my wife so I have sex with her. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super mm -hmm. boomer, boomer, boomer humor, as they call it. <laughs> oh, that's why I find it funny because I am a boomer. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. You shouldn't listen. You shouldn't listen to me because I live in Norway. If I had amnesia, I shouldn't listen to you in Norway. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, and uh, Tron is also going to say, don't listen to Norway. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. I'm going to give you a message, and it's very easy. Don't listen to Norway. Oh, Tron, you tell me not to listen to your country. Why should I say something like that? So in the past, I've been talking how my social things are in Norway, like healthcare is better, education is better, and how we treat people for all the society is better. And it is. It's among the best in the world. It has its flaws, but I prefer a good social system instead of what the shit a lot of other countries have. But when it comes to environmental politics, we are bad. We are real bad. And we are not like the Republican who just says it doesn't exist. We try to ride two horses at the same time. We said we are, we are the best at environment politics. We are bragging about it all over the world. We want countries to go along with all kinds of things, bans and so on. But we're going to be doing something really. We do nothing. That's why most of the world tolerates us. Most of the big leaders in many countries don't want to change. So, they can excuse that Norway is good at what we do. We are giving a lot of credit to the environmental cause, but we are really not doing a shit. We are using fossil fuels and we are going to keep on continuing using fossil fuels. The bit in, in Norway is very strange because when we crit the Green Party in Norway criticize the government of what's happening, 
we always had to hear that Norway has the cleanest production of oil ever. It's gone so far that trying to criticize abuse of oil and fossil fuels have been like we are harassing oil workers. Yes, saying that we need to change is an embarrassment because the oil workers have given us the big wealth. You can thank them for everything. And sometimes they are right about that. But that's not just shaking change the fact that climate change is real. Norwegian oil and gas is not cleaner than any other country's oil and gas. And using more oil and gas is in itself the wrong way to go. We know that. But if you but they do like yeah what a fucking call it. Our country is fucking wrong about it. When we hear things like that from Norway, we are lying. We're not telling the fucking truth. We see now the results of climate change. And in the years to come, we're going to see even more results of climate change. There are happening things. Australia had an election now, and the Green Party did well. It was a local election in Britain a few weeks ago, and the Green Party did well. Slovakia, also well. Another country in the Balkans, they're also doing well. So there are a movement and we're moving on. I don't say changing things is going to be easy, but not changing them is going to be extremely hard. Extremely hard. If you find a pandemic we had for the last two years is hard, multiply that by a million, because that is how it's going to fail. Somebody on the top is thinking it's okay to change, but only if they can keep all the benefits, if they don't have to pay for everything, anything at all. We just have to compensate them. It's not about compensating the people who are losing their homes. We have to compensate them. Well, we can change, but we want to keep everything. We don't want to share everything. It's egoism and it's fucking bullshit. No way allies, the, allies with those people. We are the fucking enemy of climate change. Norway is a fucked up country and we're going to keep on pumping oil and gas and blaming everyone else for having the wrong ideas. We are taking, speaking with two tongues. The Norwegian government, Labour, Socialists or Conservatives are lying like motherfuckers. Don't listen to Norway when it comes to environmental politics. Don't, don't, don't. This was Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, always. Don't listen to Norway. Huh? 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 How dare you? Uh, I mean, I, there's... He's, like, saying in this certain situation, Norway's not always yeah. correct, and I think that's true about any... any anywhere, really. Uh, no, Norway's al al always correct. Well, yeah. I think there is, like, some people kind of... I don't want to say fetishize, but like put uh, the Nordic countries on a pedestal that mm -hmm. they don't always need to be on. But I mean, in the state of the world we're in right now, you know, there's uh, not many other places that, that are like that. Yeah, that is true. I haven't seen that much TV uh, this week. I've been busy <laughs> reinstalling computer. Oh, yeah, right. That's uh, true. Um, yeah. Well, I saw... This got added to Freevee, uh, okay. which I'm starting to see more and more interesting stuff come up on there. I think what I found out is Freevee used to be IMDb TV. Let me see. Okay. 
uh, yeah, it used to be IMDb TV. Uh, I think it must have got bought out by Amazon because it's all. Okay. It's an Amazon freebie. Is an American supported video with original license. The streaming service, blah blah blah. Before it became IMDBV, five months later, it was rebranded to its current name, April twentieth, two thousand. Right. So something happened with it, but it's starting to get some interesting content, including a show from earlier this year called Tropo from Australia. Ooh, which Tropo. I was like, yes. I remember Fro being like, "Oh, this is awesome." I think it was from Feb. This is it's from February in Australia, mm-hmm. but now it's available for free for everybody in America, and it's a very good show so far. I've only seen two episodes. It is, but I'm gonna keep watching. Um, yeah, it's a mystery show. It's about a, a guy. Well, at the very beginning, a guy finds a duck with a hurt leg, and he wants to mm-hmm. get this duck. He takes the duck to the vet. Um, and they're like, well, you need to be able to pay for this duck. And he's like, it's not my duck. I just found it. Like, just take care of it. (laughs) And they're like, we don't just take care of animals for free. That's like not our, not our job. Mm. So he, he ends up getting roped into paying for this vet bill. Doesn't really have all that much money. And this girl somehow finds out that he's formerly a cop and she wants him to help her do her do a private investigation uh, because she needs somebody with more credentials to actually get the job. Uh, so from there, it's the, these two kind of mismatched characters trying to solve this mystery together. Um, Very mismatched. This is actually one of the shows that I forgot and started this year. It's a really, really good show. Yeah, and it has Highlander. What's his name? What's like the guy's actual name? But it, the guy uh, who played Highlander, um, Thomas Jane. Is that his? I thought it was Christopher Lambert. <laughs> wow. Is it? I'm not sure. Who it. Uh, who plays in this? Let me look it up. True. The the main guy is Thomas Jane. Uh, oh, I mean, is it? Okay. He looks yeah, from... so much like a young. Uh, yeah, he looks so much like a young Christopher Lambert that I was like, is that Christopher Lambert or something? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I know him from the expense and Texas Racing. That is maybe... Texas Racing. Those. Okay. Never yeah, heard of that. Rising. Rising. Oh, Texas Rising. All right. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> the show's good so far. I have to finish it, but I'm going to give it an 8 mm-hmm. right now. It is really good. Uh, let's talk about uh, Elephant in the Room, uh, the big show, the show that everybody is talking about, uh, the best show uh, there is, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> right, yeah, that happened. I haven't heard anybody uh, talking about it, so... <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it is with Ewan McGregor and Christian... Hayden Christensen uh, mm-hmm. that are that are like recording their roles. Uh, I watched two episodes and I'm out. It, it, I'm very tired of of Star Wars uh, things now. Uh, I I think I think Christian uh, Hayden Christensen has gotten a ba- bad vibe. But Ian McGregor is very good, uh, and he's very good in this as well. But I'm just a little tired 
of this kind of shows again and again and again and again. It's the same thing over and over again. A long, long some guy has to save the world or a part of the Star Wars universe that maybe or maybe don't have anything to do with the films. Okay. And that's kind of like, ugh, please stop. Yeah. Well, they got a big fan. They got to be able to sell action figures with like new characters that you haven't bought yet, right? So that, that that's true. Right. I, yeah. I've already got a Hayden Christensen action figure, but I need the new whatever his name is. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's see. I saw something you saw last week. Don't forget the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh. I didn't think they could do this worse than the original, but somehow this is worse than the original. <laughs> I told you. I told you it's worse. Somehow it is. I don't know. I guess it's the host because she is not good. Like, She's I've never terrible. heard of somebody be worse at reading off a teleprompter because it's very clear she's reading <laughs> off a teleprompter. It's like very stale. And what I thought was very weird because uh, you would think that she would have changed, like, she would have re-edited it to make herself look better uh, because mm. she comes out and they introduce her and they're like, the talented, famous, beautiful, and she they, they bring her out and say her name, and right when they do that, across the screen it says, ex- ex- uh, executive producer, and it was her. She's the executive mm-hmm. producer of the show and the host, and somehow mm-hmm. it's still a bad. Sh- it sh- the w- worst part of it is the host. I don't know how that yeah. happened, but I guess because nobody wanted to tell her, hey, this is bad. That's my guess because <laughs> she's the executive <laughs> producer, right? Um, so it just came off uh, dumb, um, like pointless. I guess like mindless, dumb. <laughs> not entertainment. It's like there's no... Uh, it's clear that, at least in this first episode that I saw, this guy is like a professional singer. He's not like just a dude off the street. That is also one of my biggest problems. <laughs> like, they advertise it as though it's supposed to be, oh, any, yeah. it's just uh, everyday Joe, like average Joe guy. Yeah. Average no, Joe uh, Smith. Uh, but it's like a dude who probably is in, you know, multiple, uh, different albums of some type. Like this guy definitely knows how to sing, like no, has heard and sang a lot of these songs a hundred times because Mm. it's not like he just knows the rhythm and the melody perfect to all these ones that he picked up to the point that he has to remember the lyric. Right. So Mm -hmm. the whole thing is also rigged. I'm going to give this a... I guess I'll give it a two. Yay, you gave it the same thing as me. <laughs> I almost went 1.5, to be honest. I wasn't thinking about going up on that. I was thinking whether I should go down, so... <laughs> well, uh, did you see a new uh, CW show this week, Luke? I saw th- three quarters of the first episode this morning before we started, and I but I, I didn't have time to finish it, because it didn't come out... Uh, Till this morning, like you know, online. Yeah, it's called Tom Swifts, and I have never ever heard about this before this week. To be I read honest. the books when I was a kid. Yeah, and I will tell you, this is not like the books, but okay, it's 
but it it's supposedly when 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 uh, we were reading a little about this when we were talking about this, me and you, we found out that that this is in the Nancy Drew universe. So supposedly, I, heard, I guess. Supposedly, yeah. Because when I heard that, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be shit." Because I really didn't like Nancy Drew. It's it's not super bad, but it's just like bad. Uh, but um, it, I I didn't see anything that had to do with her. No, it's in the universe. So like, the Nancy Drew in that show and this character all live on the same Earth. But I think more than likely he lives in the future and she lives in the past. It's not that they like coexist together in the show. Does that ah, make sense? That's what I believed. Okay. Right. No, it's like the Tarantino universe where like some like maybe in another part of the show an, a character from that show might interact with this character, but like mm. Nancy Drew was based more, like, in this day and age. This is, like, what, many years in the future, right? Right, and that is why, why I was so confused, because, like, not only is this in the future... No, I think like, what you're just mis misunderstanding the, the term in that same universe. Uh, right. Right, okay, yeah. No, it, it's, it could technically be in the same universe, it just... A hundred years in the future, yeah. So... Tom is uh, uh, on the road trying to uh, find the truth behind this huge uh, Illuminati uh, big group uh, that are very like <laughs> they really want to stop him and he's like thrust into this world of uh, conspiracy and very unexpected phenomena. I didn't get this. I didn't like this. Uh, did you? I mean, the original books was all about Tom Swift was a kid who had a really rich father who ran, like, a space program, and he was kind of a, a know-it-all, like, uh, troublemaker. So that part of it mm. in this is similar to the books. Um, I don't remember his dad dying in any of the books, but that happens, like, in the first, what, ten minutes of the show. Yeah, uh, that's would, not, no, not the spoiler. No, no, uh, because it's like the whole basis of the move or the sh yeah. show is that he has to take over the company, um, mm -hmm. which may have happened. But I, you know, I didn't read all the books. I just read the ones that were like available at my library or that I that I had access to probably. But I read right, a thanks. number of them when I was younger. I mean, it, this is similar in a way, but it doesn't feel like the. I don't get nostalgia feelings for this in any way, after uh, from when I read the books as a child. Um, mm. I mean. Uh, they really made a point of him being gay in this. It's like a huge mm -hmm. like point that like his dad wasn't happy with him because he was gay, and that uh, it's drive like the whole mother son interaction between him and his mom. All it is is like mm -hmm. her trying to get him to get married to this other guy, right? Right. Right. So there's like there the dynamic there is just like kind of um that's what it is. Like that's his character in most of the situations, but then all of a sudden partway through, like you're dealing with these family issues after the dad dies, it becomes mission impossible all of a sudden where they're doing some kind of right. like yeah. heist. Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. th this show is trying to be too many things at once. And I haven't even finished the first episode yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it felt very 
bum 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 bum. Uh, it felt very like cramming everything into once and see it if it works. Right, it's like a sci-fi show, but also a family drama, but also yeah. like a Mission Impossible heist type show. It's right. like, what do you want to be here? You're trying to be too many things. Um, I like if you were gonna go with the original kind of Tom Swift stuff, I guess the heist stuff and definitely the sci-fi elements would work. The family drama stuff. Like doesn't really feel Tom Swift to me, but that, but it does feel CW. So, oh, it's it it definitely feels CW. Uh, that's for sure. I I I uh, I had absolutely no problem seeing that this was a CW show. Right. Uh, but I I would give it a f- four. Uh, yeah. Oh, I haven't really finished it yet, but I'll give it a four right now. Cool. You? Uh, right. Uh, let's see. Dancing with myself. Another. It's very much like. Don't forget the lyrics. Did you see Dancing with Myself? I did not see Dancing with Myself. <laughs> okay, so it's a show where they, the whole stage is like a big. Uh, it's like Hollywood Squares where there's all these boxes, right? Uh, and okay. they have a door on the front of it, and so each box has a dancer in it. And they give the dancers a dance, and then they have to, uh, um, what's the word, what's the word, uh, reenact that dance, like, uh, perform that dance as close to the original video of, of the dance as, as possible, right? And then the audience gets to vote on who did the dance the best, uh, in most cases, but in other cases, there's judges that do this, uh, I think one of... Well, one of the judges is... What's her name? Um, Shakira. And then we have a Jonas brother as one of the other dancers. Okay, they... You know, Shakira definitely can judge dancing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I would say a Jonas brother, maybe a little less, but, you know, they danced in, like, music videos and stuff, right? Definitely. Third judge, Liza Koshy. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, Now, <laughs> I've seen a few <laughs> oh my God. videos of da- dancing Liza Koshy, and they're not great. She's not a great dancer, no. but she's also a comedy. It's all comedy when she does it. So, but, <clears throat> Oh, my God. That's yeah. The whole show is also scripted and broken, and it's clear, like, a lot of these dancers are professional dancers they found, and then other people are just, like, somebody's mom who worked on the crew like the gaffer's mom was like oh i'd like to be on that and then right Mm. um it's very i like when it got down to four people i was like that's that girl's gonna win it's very clear what's (laughs) happening here right um oh so it's so it's a one each time it's an elimination like they do an elimination they do rounds where like okay it's uh everybody gets has to do this dance and then the, the audience votes uh, for one person uh, to, to, like, overall percentage score loses. Or another one, they have to do a okay. team dance, and then they vote on, like, which team did the best, and then, obviously, the lower lowest percentage gets kicked off at that point. They have different, like, game, t- dance games, kind of, in a way. Um, okay. It's not, go- it's not a good show, though. I mean, it's very mm. bad and very... It's... Mo- 
more entertaining than Don't Forget the Lyrics, though, so I gotta give it, like, a three. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk about the thing that we watched together? Uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. Right, did you finish the season? No. I f Too I, many hours. I watched it, like, that day. <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, uh... I just, it was raining that day, and I just hung out and watched that in a movie. That's, like, all I did that whole day. Um, I saw three episodes? Yeah, three episodes. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing is interesting. It wraps up pretty decently into setting up for the final season, which we, un mm -hmm. I understand that the last season is supposed to be the next season. Um, this definitely, like, in that first part, I was like, oh, it's going for, like, uh... Freddy Krueger thing, right? Well, it, mm -hmm. this season leans very heavily into that Freddy Krueger element, like to the point where they have the actor who played Freddy Krueger in this uh, season, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, he, I didn't know that. Well, you'll see him later if you continue watching. He he uh, he shows up as like a his side character, but very important to the plot. Um, yeah, he 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 doesn't have a huge role in it, like like. He doesn't. He's not on screen for a long time, but he's there. And they even mentioned, like, in the in in it, they reference Freddy Krueger as like, "Oh, this is just like that Freddy Krueger thing." So, ah, oh, the whole right. thing is very um, meta. Meta, but to the, they're uh, they're definitely going for like a <clears throat> a feel of like, okay, we wanted to like portray this season as being connected back to this 80s nostalgia feeling of a movie, right? Which I think yeah. is cool, a cool concept because at least in the last season, one thing I felt like it got away from was I wasn't feeling that 80s nostalgia anymore. I was just feeling like uh, I was watching another TV show, right? But bringing in yeah. that 80, that different 80s element, instead of just being like, oh, it's the 80s, remember scrunchies and... And mm -hmm, pump, mm -hmm. pump sneakers. Now it like gives you a oh, this is the element of the '80s that we're gonna like work with as like a concept. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I like that. What do you think of what you saw? Uh, I very much liked it. I think this is uh, of uh, what I watched so far. My favorite uh, uh, season. I really liked uh, the spookiness. Uh, I think it was kind of funny because you and me watched season one, uh, episode so, uh, one, sorry, and and uh, <laughs> Luke says to me, "I wonder if there will be a, like a, a strange ending to to the episode," and holy moly, it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I really liked it. I I think it's uh, my uh, I I would give it a seven and a half, eight. Okay, yeah, I I'm. I'll go 8.5 for the whole season. Yeah, it was good. Okay, cool. I'm definitely excited to see more. Uh, see where they go. Well, you read Was it me or you that read the article that was like, we know where we're going with this. Like, they have a concept of right. how to end it already. So that's what's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and there's just two episodes left of this season. It's kind of weird that I... That, like... Uh, uh, don't end it... Where where they end it? I don't know why, but oh, they're gonna do two more episodes. Is that what you you? Yeah, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually they split it in half. They've done that in the past, where they put out yeah. the first half and then the second half, half of the half season. Half is okay, but... Well, maybe but each episode like is going to be two hours each. Yeah. That's possible, be. yeah. Uh, See, okay, it's your turn. Uh, The last thing I saw was Pistol. Did you watch yes. this? Yes. On FX? I saved it. It's. I think it's produced by FX on Hulu, but it might also be on FX. I'm not sure. I saw it on Hulu. We're, who knows? Yeah, right. Uh, it's all confusing now. Like everybody's connected, so who knows who makes anything anymore? Um, I I really liked the the first episode. I need to see more of it. I was gonna watch another episode last night, yeah. but I yeah. literally passed out watching. Don't forget the lyrics because it was so boring. So. Uh, I'm going to watch more of it uh, tonight. But yeah, it's really good. The acting's really good. Um, what did you think about the story elements of it? Uh, the story was cool. Uh, I didn't know anything about this from the beginning of. Uh, I also just saw one episode, uh, funny enough. Okay. Uh, just haven't had time to see more. But uh, yeah, I, I also need to see more. Uh, it, it seems very good. I would give the first episode... An eight, but it's very hard to judge just after one episode. Uh, but it's really, really good. Good acting, good storyline. Uh, I'm interested to see where they're going. I don't really know anything about the Sex Pistols. I love their music, but I don't know anything about them. So I remember seeing a documentary, and I, I read a book about them when I was younger. I, I was always interested in Johnny Rotten, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. The main actor is really good in the role so far. Uh I've definitely seen him in something, and I'm looking it up. It had to have been a Nola Holmes, because I've never seen any of the other things he's been in. Um, but the whole time I was looking at him going, man, he looks so familiar, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the cinematography is really good. Uh, overall, just from this episode, I guess I'll give it a mm, 7.5, yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool, killing it, episode 7. Uh, right, I do not have the description up. Uh... That's too bad, because that's what I really wanted you to have. Right, episode 7. <laughs> Boss up after an accident at Rodney's office. Isaiah needs Craig's help getting rid of some baggage, meaning a dead body. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was... I, I thought this was the best episode so far. I... I I haven't laughed that much in quite a while. Right, we haven't mentioned, I guess... Well, maybe we mentioned it in passing, but Tim Heidecker is in this of Tim and Eric. Uh, Yeah. He's not... In the previous episodes, we've seen him, but he hasn't been, like, a huge Mm -hmm. character of the the show. This episode, he was in, like, half the... First half of the episode, most of the time. Um, Or first, what? Third of the episode. Uh, Yeah, he shoots the guy, and then... Uh, makes makes Craig's friend take care of it, and then I guess the big one of the biggest plot points is like yeah they have to go and bury the body, get rid of it, and they decide oh we're gonna have the snake eat it. Um, but the what's her name, uh, Jillian shows up and they have to like shoo her away because they don't want her to get involved. But then she thinks that they're like being mean, like, we don't want to hang out, like, get away from us kind of thing. <laughs> and so she feels offended, like, oh, why, they must not like me anymore. He doesn't want to be my partner. But really, he's just trying to keep her from getting involved with this, with his friend and this dead body. So, um, that's, like, the biggest plot point as far as, like, connecting back to the original story 
about killing snakes and such. Yeah, they have gone far away from that, but I don't care when it's this funny. Well, I think it's I, all going to come back, because yeah. my feeling is that the dead body and the snake, because it's in a snake, is going to come back in a way where, like, somebody kills the snake and brings it into the office or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then they find something in it, like, that identifies this guy, yeah. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now... Uh, we're getting uh, the jury verdict for uh, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Uh, it, it is actually live now. Okay, so... That's it. They just handed it over, I guess. The jury has been summoned and came in and... Right, if you hear anybody else talking, we're watching it on Andy Signore. So, friend of the show. Everybody's very much looking at the... Yeah, he looks super nervous, and he's not... Yeah. He's a Johnny supporter. Oh. Jump in the feed. Come up here first. Is that oh. normal? I don't know. <laughs> what does this mean? That is interesting. I have never seen that in the jury verdict where the lawyers have been asked come up to the... Have you seen that? I mean, it, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. Lawyers get called up to the front Guys, we are live. for many reasons. This verdict reading, so I can post this right after. We'll be reacting live here on the channel. We're going to get quiet. The jury is in. The judge is up. She just had everyone walk up, the lawyers. I don't know what that means. That doesn't <laughs> seem like it's normal. I don't think it's a good thing. We are now waiting. Uh-oh. I can't imagine it'd be hung if they... They don't the seem murder. happy coming back. It seems like, to me, that it's going to not... Do, no decision. Oh, my God. Um, when you find Is it a hung jury? Statement, um, one or more. You need to fill out the compensatory damages. It has to be at least a dollar for compensatory damages and up to whatever you feel the damages should be. And for punitive damages, you can put a zero there or you can fill out... Oh, my God, he won. Those, uh, lines Is that... Totally okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this was the fear for one of the, the lawyers. Um, what the happened? Logic, I think. So they didn't fill in uh, all of the... They didn't fill the paperwork in? Paperwork. Oh, my God. I'm going to mute this while I'm talking because yeah. it's just us talking over them talking over us. That That is kind of... That is weird. So they have to go do the paperwork and then come back? Yep. Okay. Okay, let's continue the show then. <laughs> but the jury has been asked to fill out the papers. That is uh, pretty big. But doesn't that just say that she, she lost? Yes. Okay, well, let's just... Let's keep going with the show and then we'll... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We will see when they come back. Alright. Okay, uh, TV news. Eurovision trophy is sold to buy drones for Ukraine. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, the Kalush, Kalosh, Kalush Orchestra, the Ukrainian band that won the Eurovision contest, have sold their trophy for $900,000 to raise money for the war in Ukraine. The crystal microphone was auctioned on Facebook with the aim of buying drones for the Ukrainian military. The sale coincided with the band's appearance at a charity concert. Uh, in Berlin, 
It aimed to raise money for medical care and supply. Oh, the concert did. Okay. I was, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking at the concert, it's like, that's kind of, they're, they've raised money for something that's going to kill people and hurt people, but also raising money for medical right. care and supplies. Uh, kind of offsets your whole goal there, to be honest. But speaking to the, yeah. at the concert, band members uh, appealed for people to not get used to war. Uh, according to the UN, uh, 4,000 civilians are dead and 4,735 have been injured, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, what do you think about them selling off their Eurovision prize? I, I can understand it to raise money. I, I think it's a little weird to bring... I think it brings more politics into Eurovision, and I'm not happy about that. So I I understand it, but I don't like it. I mean, it's their award. They can do whatever they want with it, right? Uh, yeah. I think it, I would have more respect if they would have used sold this and used that money to buy more medical care and supplies... Uh, and then used all the money for that instead of buying weapons with it. Probably I would be more like, "Oh, that's cool." But this, I'm like, "Really? You bought drones with it? That's mm. yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, Bravo slammed by human rights group ahead of Real Housewives of Dubai premiere. Uh, a, a thing that I didn't know was coming before this week, and now I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I don't know. Is it only where is it coming out in America? I don't even know. Let's see. Ahead of the show's premiere on June first, uh, days after the trailer was released, a, a group of twelve human rights groups called for the network to publicly oppose the violence against women, as well as homophobic laws per- perpetrated by Dubai and the UAE. Uh, in an open letter sent to Bravo, its parent company NBC, oh, and its parent company NBC Universal. Uh, the Human Rights Group's Freedom Forward Action Group, Clearinghouse, Women's Issue, Code Pink, European Center for Democracy and Human Rights, Fair Square, Health Advocacy International, Human Rights Sentinel, Just Foreign Policy, Last Mile for Peace Action, and Rethinking Foreign Policy all sent a letter in saying, uh, Dubai is an absolute monarchy and is the best part of the dictatorship of the UAE. By setting Real Housewives franchise inside Dubai, you are helping the UA dictatorship hide its male rulers' misogyny, legalize homophobia, and mass violence against women. Right. Mm. Yeah, like, portraying, like, this is the real housewives of Dubai, even though we know how women are treated in Dubai, is like whitewashing the horrible things that that country does. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I still am going to watch watch it though, <laughs> just to see how it is. Okay, I think we're back. At least a dollar for compensatory are we? damages and up to whatever you feel the damage. Or no, are we? And for punitive damages, you can put a zero there. Oh no, they're wrong. replaying. They're replaying the the thing. Oh yeah. At the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, we're gonna cut in every once in a while like that, probably. <laughs> uh, yes. We, we are watching <laughs> this uh, uh, Johnny Depp trial a little closer. Kind of in the so. background, yeah. it's happening. Um, right. Uh, yeah, Todd Chrisley. Uh, we talked about him last week. He's in more trouble. Well, he, there's an ongoing trial uh, currently. So things are being released because of, like, testimony and different things that are, you know, documents that are coming out. Uh, 
the one thing, you know, that's always been rumored and Todd Chrisley has always denied about himself is that he he comes off a little uh, gay. A little gay, yeah. I mean, he's always, like, just his mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he is. Um, he's always, like, people have always said that he, like, that's not a secret that people have, like, said that about him in the past. Mm -hmm. um, nope. But Todd Chrisley's former business partner uh, alleged the reality star cheated on his wife with him, uh, and then they, they paid off a blackmailer to keep the affair a secret. Um, the ongoing federal fraud trial in Atlanta Tuesday, Ma Mark Braddock testified that the Chrisleys, uh, oh, that, the, that Chrisley and him were intimate for about a year in the early 2000s, Business Inter Insider has reported. Uh, he alleged the affair ended and said the two men continued a friendship into 2012. Um, this is also the guy, I think, that helped him commit the fraud. Uh, mm. He, This guy has immunity uh, from prosecution to, to testify against them. So he, he can literally say anything he wants uh, with and not get in trouble. So, yeah, it's just interesting that he... T I, I kind of feel bad that he felt like he had to hide his, I don't know if it's bisexuality or, like, just hide his sexuality in general. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel bad for the guy, but I also don't feel bad for the guy because he committed uh, bank fraud, so. <laughs> I agree. Uh, hey, if you go to audibletrial.com slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com slash ADC, you can get a free book, a free trial to Audible for 30 days. If you cancel it, you will get the free book or other media, as Lucas likes to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Other media, whatever that means. Uh, and uh, you can keep it, uh, but uh, you will not cancel. Go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. Okay, we are back uh, at the trial of uh, Amber Heard. We see now that the jury has come back after 10, 15 minutes of uh, fixing uh, the what the judge wanted them to fix. So it seems like uh, everything is in order now okay yep okay the judge is handing off the papers now looks like she's now approved it i got my mega pint ready oh my god we're watching this on popcorn planet so if you hear some voices that's why Mr. Depp's claim against Ms. Heard. One, as to the statement appearing in the online op-ed entitled Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the Washington yes. Post online edition. Has Mr. Depp proven Quote, by a I spoke up against sexual Oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, what's happening? That has to change. And by Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. The sta question, the statement was about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. yes. Question, the statement was false. Answer, yes. Yes. He 
question. Wow. This statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. This is Bell. the real one right here. Answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they said yes. Defamation, wow. yes. Wow. Was designed and intended by Ms. Hurd. Answer, yes. Yes. Question. Wow. Due to circumstances surrounding the publication of this statement, it conveyed a defamatory impl implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Hurd acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Two, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled, A Transformative Moment for Women this is the one. in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed, Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the Washington Post online edition. Quote, then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. End quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Holy moly. The whole article? That question. The whole article. The was made or published by Ms. Hurd. Answer, yes. Question. The statement was about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Question. The statement was false. Answer, yes. Oh my question. god. Wow. The statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Question. The defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Hurd. Answer. Yes. Question. Holy due to circumstances moly. surrounding the publication they of the statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone It's so hard to find, inter find defamation, yeah. too. Answer. Yes. Yeah. But she had such and it will be so in interesting to see if they uh, feel the same way about what he said. Malice. So... Answer, yes. That is so oh, That's it. Three, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled A Transformative Moment for Women in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change in the Washington Post online edition. Quote, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse, end quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Yes! yes. Holy moly. All, that was all of them? Question. Mm -hmm. The statement was made or published by... No Mr. reaction from her at all, Answer, by yes. the way. Yeah. All three. The statement was about Mr. Depp. Answer. All three. Yes. <laughs> Question. The statement was false. Answer. Yes. I wonder how much the, the jury has given him. Defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer. Yes. Question. The defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Hurd. Answer. Yes. Oh. Question. Due to circumstances surrounding the publication of this statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp. Answer, yes.
do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Holy moly. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages Here we go. in the amount of $10 million. Holy <laughs> shit. Whoa. Wow. And then the extra $5 million. 2019. Wow. Ms. Heard's claim against Mr. Depp. Okay. Now. As to this statement, appearing in the April 8, 2020, online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, This will be Amber interesting. Amber Heard and her friends in the media used fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and shield, depending on their needs. They have selected some of her sexual violence hoax, facts, as the sword, inflict inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, no. Oh, no. oh wow. <laughs> no. She is just getting toasted. Yeah, she's getting toasted. edition of the Daily Mail. Quote, quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops. But the first attempt did not do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses thoroughly searched and interviewed, and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second call to 911, end quote. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Ms. Heard oh, she did. by a greater weight of the evidence that question, Mr. Waldman, while acting as an agent for Mr. Depp, made or published the statement? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was seen by someone other than Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false. Answer, yes. Oh, Do you find that, that Ms. One. Heard has proven by clear and convincing evidence that the statement by Mr. Waldman was made with actual malice? Answer, yes. Mr. Waldman? Oh. That's not Johnny Yeah, Depp. the lawyer. Right, okay. Yeah, the lawyer. 27, 2020, online edition of the Daily Mail. Quote, we've reached the beginning of the end of Ms. Heard's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp. So they didn't find it liable, find but they find that it was a lie. Of defamation. Answer, no. Okay. Yeah. As That's against so John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award... Well, they couldn't prove that... ...of $2 million. As against John oh, C. So Depp gets... II, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $0. Oh. Does either side wish to have the jury polled? Yes, Your Honor. Jamie? So they actually got two jury, million back. This is your verdict. Please answer yes. Of 15. Out of 15. Verdict, please answer no. Juror number six. Yes. Juror number 10. Yes. Juror number 15. Yes. Juror number 16. Yes. Okay. Juror but uh, yeah, no, this is interesting. I mean, uh, 
that she was uh, I, I, I went out yeah. uh, that she was found liable for absolutely everything and it was just the lawyer that was actually guilty from the Johnny Depp side right for a Daily Mail article apparently okay right uh which he's going to get paid a lot more than two million dollars for all this anyway. So, uh, okay, uh, that's interesting. Wow. I mean, it has overarching implications of like kind of uh, people uh, making accu like sexual abuse accusations against other people. Uh, yeah. In an in just kind of a roundabout way like like doing it in our article like this one uh instead of like going through a legal proceeding or something like that mm -hmm. uh can be considered defamation yeah mm. i think that's the talking bigger bigger thing about it yeah talking about another complete asshole uh i saw the trailer of his new movie this week kevin spacey uh it looks atrociously bad and he looks uh, like a bloated uh, like he's outgrown his out, uh, old skin. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I I heard it was coming out. I was surprised that somebody would actually bring him, like, pay him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those people are putting themselves at, at great risk, unless he's making it himself. I don't know. A uh, photo of what appears to show Ghislaine Maxwell and Kevin Spacey sitting at a pair of chairs in Buckingham Palace uh, throne room was retweeted by a number of accounts May 2022. The post claims that the chairs were meant for Queen and Prince Philip. Uh, the image has previously been shared by prominent accounts, including conservative commentators uh, such as Jack Posobiec, who's the weirdo, and was also shared by WikiLeaks on Twitter, I guess. Um, the Newsweek... While Newsweek could not independently verify how the circumstances of the photo came about, a source who spoke to a British paper, had claimed Spacey was invited to the Buckingham Palace for a tour by Prince Andrew in 2002. The Telegraph said Maxwell came along as a friend of Prince Andrew. Um, and Newsweek fact-checking has decided that the photo, uh, true, like that it does, this is a real photo, the photo, though it have been thought to have been taken in 2002, does show Spacey and Maxwell sitting in the pair of chairs in the estate found in the throne room of Buckingham Palace. Um, although we cannot verify whether or not the Queen has sat in either of these chairs since the coronation, it seems highly <laughs> doubtful the palace would permit guests to just to just use them. Right, I guess that's true. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that matters, though. I think the more important thing is, yeah. like, Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew were all hanging out together. That's the more interesting yeah. thing about this whole thing. And there's evidence. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no. So, Luke, have you seen any movies this week? I saw two movies. I saw one you saw last week, Jackass 4.5. Um, nice. We kind of got into what it was last week, but it uh, it's kind of a documentary in a way, or a, it's like mm -hmm. a behind-the-scenes documentary of, like, how they made the movie, how they decided to make the movie. Like, they were like, should we make another one of these? Should we not make another one of these? It also mm -hmm. has, like we said last week, a lot of bloopers, a lot of unseen footage, that kind of stuff. But really, with all the interview segments they did, it's more like a 
behind the scenes documentary than any than like a jackass movie, right? Um, right. I I agree. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I found it so interesting. Oh, yeah, it's, I found it super interesting. I kind of was like, wow, mm. uh, how do they get away with, like, some of the stuff that they do? Like, I always realize, like, okay, yeah, it's crazy, but, like, considering all the safety protocols and stuff they must have to go through for some of the things they do, because it's, like, I understand back in the day when they were doing it, like, just uh, before the MTV show or anything like that was CKY. Like, there were no rules then. It was just, like, do, do go around and hurt yourself. But now it's crazy the stuff that, you know, movie companies will allow these, these guys to do, I guess. Uh, I, I kind of appreciate more the new people after watching this because you get mm -hmm. a glimpse more into, like, where they came, came from, like why they were brought into the crew, not just like... Because in mm -hmm. the r regular movie, it was just like, oh, now there's these new people. There was no explanation, mm -hmm. which that part should have at least, I think, probably been somewhat integrated in the real movie, let you know who these new people mm -hmm. are. Uh, yeah. The weird part, I thought, was the Jackass movie was on... The Jackass 4 movie was on Paramount, and this was Paramount? on Netflix. Yeah. So they made multiple yeah. deals with different like competing streaming services, one for a documentary and one for a movie, but the documentary is being made about the movie on the other streaming services. Like, yeah. Isn't that weird? Right. Uh, I, yeah, it's a smart business weird. move in a way. Yeah. Um, I just feel like did the did he, did Netflix know that the other or I guess Netflix had to have known that that, that movie was happening yeah, had to, but did yeah. Paramount know that they were making a documentary about it well they had to too because right. they would have seen the crew on set yeah. filming <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah no it, it seems a little weird very it, strange it does. yeah yeah well I saw a movie that I know that you saw okay uh, so let's talk about emergency. Oh yeah, emergency. Uh, I didn't. Did I watch that this week or last week? No, this week. Okay, I didn't write it down on my on my sheet for some reason. Yeah, I watched well, Emergency this week. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, on the surface, I just have to say that because I am not going to uh, go deeply into the storyline because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. But it's uh, on the surface, it is about these three college students students that uh, really want to party one last time uh, and they have like a goal of going to all the major parties on campus in one night mm -hmm. and it's like some achievement it's like a video game achievement that they can get and like put up on the wall literally they say that in the movie right and let's just say they come into a situation that is kind of hard for them to handle that's what I'm going to say about what happens after that. Uh, but uh, this is really, really good. Holy moly, this is one of the biggest surprises uh, of this year. I'm so happy that you recommended this to me. Or I would have never watched it. You don't think? Just because of the way no. it's advertised as differently than what it actually is? Yeah. But you can't really advertise what it is because that would ruin it, right? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm, I'm kind of like saying, it is about something else. I'm just, I just can't tell you what. Yeah, how would you advertise yeah. it properly without ruining it? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's the, what I love about it is it doesn't come out 
without ruining anything, it doesn't outright say what it's about, even in, in right in the wrap up of the full context. It it still lets you decide. Oh, like yes, there's like yes, this moment where you're like, oh <laughs> yeah, okay, that's yes. what's going on yeah. in yeah, in his yeah. head at that point in this moment and everything yeah. like. Um, yeah, that realization. Some of it, some at some points, I'm like, this is really weird. Like, why are they, why is this message being put across? But then later you realize, okay, they were putting across mm-hmm. that message to literally contradict it later with this other more, op- <laughs> like, larger message about the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, overall, I gave this a, geez, I'm going to give it a, I want to give it a nine, but I, I'm gonna give it an eight point five because some of the acting, you know, they're young, they're younger people. I'm going to give it a nine. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I just thought certain of the, uh, I, you know, teen actors, you know, they mm-hmm. had that teen actor feel to them, especially some of the side characters. But that's fine. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad mad at them. I just overall as a movie, it hinders it slightly. Uh, Sonic 2. You... Oh, didn't you talk about that last week? No. <laughs> I think I'm, sure? I'm pretty sure it just came out this week. No, it came out two weeks ago. You said you liked it, didn't you? No. Well, no, I must have talked to you about it just on Saturday or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, because it came out on Paramount Plus this week. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Which, that's kind of nice to be able to watch it, not not have to go to the theater, and it's just there for free. That you know, if you're subscribed to that service or whatever, uh, that's nice about some of these things. But then when you don't have that service, it's annoying because it's like, uh, it's available other places, but you have to pay for it. Or or I, should I subscribe to this? But Sonic is really good. It's it's. I, People are saying it's way better than the first one. I thought it was just as good as the first one. Is that weird? Mm. Uh, I think it's better. I don't think it's way better. Right, okay. It was better. Maybe I just... It felt like people were saying, like, this is so... This is... uh, Like, the first one was good, but this is so much better. This is, like, amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. It was still really good. And I do agree with some of the reviews we read about, like... This got away from the two, like human characters a lot and when it was not mm-hmm. focused on like this weird wedding plot line that's when the good part of the movie happened right so like yeah you could ha- I-, I don't know those characters are i guess you're going to need them if you're going to do another movie but it's it seems like they need to be more background characters for the movie to get better but uh, how are they going to do this movie without Jim Carrey? Come on. Well, that that's another thing too, I guess. But no, they can find uh, somebody else to do to do that. But no, you don't no. think? No, it just no. it wouldn't be the same. But they could find somebody <laughs> to do it. It wouldn't be the same. God damn it. Uh, yeah. God damn it. I'm trying. Well, this didn't set up for a sequel like the last one did. Very blatantly, the last one set up for a sequel. With yes. him showing that he was alive at the end, um, but li- li- I think I said a while ago there is Dark Sonic, which they could do a du- him as the bad guy instead of having mm. it be Robotnik. I guess so, but yeah, no, I think Jim Carrey is so good in this movie as well. 
It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I would miss He was really good in both movies. I think everybody's good in it. It's just the wedding storyline was like, throws you out of like some other parts of it that are really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, look, are we going to see a trailer for Harry Potter sequel? Uh, no. Ask me why I'd ask that. Why, why are you at... I don't, I don't understand. The reference. Yeah, uh, because uh, that uh, is where Harry Potter jumps in between uh, to come to the uh, train. It's 18 and a half. Is it 18? Or, yeah, I don't I remember. It so. It's something and something. a half, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I have no clue what this movie is about. The Watergate scandal, obviously. The best course of action is that I take the tape. I give you this tape, you splash it all over the cover of the Times, it gets traced back to me in a heartbeat. You win the Pulitzer and I get indicted. No. I think there's a motel nearby, the Silver Sands. We go there, listen to it. I like the way it's shot. Anything is possible, young lady. Yeah. But they know we're here. Hey, who is that? Could be anyone. Could be the FBI, the CIA, KGB. Could be a post reporter for all I know. We need to listen to the tape. You know what to do. Who is it, dear? Oh, it's a newlywed couple. We brought our pyre from home, and it was broken. We were wondering if we could borrow yours. 18 and a half minute gap. Maybe. No, no, no. It's about the gap in the Watergate tapes, I guess. Oh. And people doing drugs, it looks like. Like this, Al? I pushed the right two buttons, right? What do you see? Is that the news? Are you, are you listening to Nixon? So get up. Looks very, very strange and very, very cool. But also very indie. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? In 1974, a White House transcriber in th- is thrust into the Watergate scandal when she obtains the only copy of the eight of the infamous 18 and a half minute gap in Nixon's tapes. Uh, mm-hmm. got a five out of five on Facebook. Which I've been there and it didn't ha- literally have any ratings. Seven point two out of ten on IMDb, seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was looking at the at the all audience uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and it's just one score. Uh, it's by Logan M and he gives it a half a star and he says, "Is there a way to unrelease a movie?" Uh, yeah, I think movie companies yeah. have tried to do that before. Like, just get rid of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, half a star and, like, is there a way to unrelease a movie? That's, uh, good, uh, good on you. Right. Made me chuckle, Logan. Uh, let's see. I didn't find any reviews, like, except for the ones that were from actual magazines and stuff. Because nobody mm. has seen this, because it's such an indie movie, I think. But Mark... Dusgrush from Mark Reviews Movies. Uh, the movie isn't quite ira- irrational enough to work as a comedy, but it's also a bit too illogical to function as a thriller. So that's not good. Uh, from Real Reviews, Loris Crawford, this charming little indie from a director, Dan, Dan Marvish, or Mirvish, 
and writer Daniel Moya takes a what-if approach to history, imagining the Nixon inner circle unwittingly recording themselves listening to the 18 and a half minutes of the tape they would su subsequently erase. Okay, so it's like a comedy also. I didn't get that from the trailer, really, did you? No, not really. This one, Dan Callahan from The Rap, attempts to be a cloak-and-dagger thriller, part romantic comedy, part screwball comedy, part mood piece, and part splash dash to say the least okay splash dash what the fuck is this splash dash? i have no idea you want me to, that must be like a term from like a long time ago that sounds like something from the 60s <laughs> you'd be like you know what i'm saying splash dash you can look that up when i talk about right of the shaman shaman uh, kai is a mute high school student who takes care of his sick mother Find solace in botany in nature as well as memories of his late grandfather, who was uh, a shaman and an owl trainer. Oh, cool. Owl trainer. Spiraling into depression, Kai faces a decision continue down a dark path or become the healer and beacon of light. He truly was meant to be. Uh, this has 9.1 out of 10 on IMDb, nothing on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, but uh, the audience score is 91, so I guess that's good. Alright, uh, Splash Dash, it means a lot of things, but nothing that I can attribute to the context of that, because it mm. it's a swim a 50 meter freestyle swimming event uh where <laughs> they combine running and swimming or it can also be a quick stop for fuel near the end of a race in motor racing as to be able to cross the finish line without running out of fuel so i don't think either of those things have anything to do with what he was saying no. about it about the plot of the movie i don't know um no. top gun maverick came out the Top Gun yeah. movie that made a ridiculous amount of money in America, at least, and and people really, really, really like it. Okay, after more than thirty years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in, and dodging the advancement in the rank that would grant that would ground him, training a detached. Detachment of graduates from special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghost of his past and his deepest fears. I've got, I've got hair on my tongue. Uh, Eight point seven out of ten on IMDb, ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-eight percent on Metacritic, ninety-six percent of Google users liked it. You know, it's got Tom, Tommy, the tomboy cruise in it, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. If you stop licking your cats, that uh, that would help. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. it. I think it might be beard. It might be cat hair. I don't know. Who, who knows? Uh, okay, and also coming out a movie that I am so looking forward to, uh, the Bob Burgers movie. I am so looking forward to that look. I'm really uh, looking forward to it. It was on my <laughs> list. My list of top things to see this year. So, I know. I'm not. Uh, ruptured water uh, main creates an enormous sinkhole right in front of Bob Berger, blocking the entrance indefinitely and run ruining the Bulger's plan uh, for a successful uh, summer. While Bob and Linda struggle to keep the uh, business afloat, the kids try to solve the mystery that could save their family's restaurant. 
as the dangerous mount these underdogs each other and as they come behind on the counter. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and 95% on Fandango. 93% of Google users liked it, look so. Woohoo. Okay. Uh, a Taste of Whale. I'm trying to find out if this is a documentary. Oh, it is. A documentary. Uh, it just says, a shining, it, it, shining a light on the whaling that takes place in the Faroe Islands. That's why I wanted to see if it was a documentary or not. 6.6 uh, .6 out of 10 on IMDb. 1 out of fi 5 on iTunes. Uh, let's see if it's got a rot no Rotten Tomato score as of yet. Cool. Uh, I'm going to guess that uh, Bob Burger, uh, oh, yeah, Bob yeah. Burger movie. Bob's Burgers for sure for me. Uh, yeah, Top Gun for me. I don't. I just. I I wasn't actually that big of a fan of the original Top Gun movie. So here's a hot hot uh, hot. Uh, what, what do you call it? Hot take. What hot take? Uh, I think it's actually one of the. Worst Tom Cruise movies that I can think of, and and but uh, I am not a big fan of him as a bartender in Cocktail. That is actually my least favorite Tom Cruise movie. I was always more like an like when like when I was a kid, I was always more into like alt culture, skateboarding, and this and that. And these, I it always came off as like a very jock heavy movie, like. Hanging out with the boys in the locker room in our underwear and shit. It's like, yeah, that's what I. It always came off as a jock movie, like in my mind. So I never liked it as a kid. That more than anything, like as the quality of the movie. I wasn't thinking about that when I was, whatever, fifteen. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I was thinking, is Rain Man the best movie with Tom Cruise? And then I only, uh, then I forgot that he's actually in my favorite movie of all time, Magnolia. But uh, other than that... Yeah, he's been in so many movies that I have to look through and find the good ones and the bad ones. But, you know, I, even though Tom Cruise is kind of a crazy person, uh, I would say the oh, majority of his movies yeah, are, are good movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming when next week... Christ. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, even though he tries for a whole movie to have sex with Nicole Kidman... In, in that Stanley Kubrick movie that I... Eyes wide shut. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, coming next week, News of the Week, TV Movies of the Week, Killing It Episode 8, another digital review of Frank and Penelope. I don't know, it sounds like a cartoon to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's very like a cartoon. Uh, but uh, let's guess that it's a horror movie. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's possible. Could be a, a couple, like, or buddy romance novel, or buddy romance mm -hmm. type thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the Jeremy round, uh, don't have a lot of things in the Jeremy round, other than H3H3 being blocked and kicked out of YouTube almost. Uh, they, as far as I know, they got a strike, right, for, yeah. did you watch the podcast? I did, yeah. So the the big controversy was him making a joke about bombing the NRA, uh, mm -hmm. which was clearly a joke for 
because literally right after he said it's a joke right but then yep. people went and clipped that out that part out and then it got propagated all around as like oh look what he said even though he walked it back and said it's a joke like right afterwards uh, mm-hmm. and they then before they they got a strike or anything the they had edited them the episode to take that out uh, it was then the episode with that taken out was taken down by YouTube. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a whole shit show. I think it's where it, it's second strike, which means, or is it their second strike? I don't know. Maybe they got the I, other strike taken I away. Think, I think it is their second strike. If I don't remember incorrectly, which like that's could, you're yeah. on your last leg at that point if it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not because sometimes you can get strikes taken down or taken back so maybe one of theirs got taken back um yeah yeah but uh, yeah no everybody was talking about this on the internet of course i uh i don't know do you think they'll be be like less is it gonna be it, it are they gonna have it's to she... like tone it down yeah when they come back or i i hope not it just seems like it would be hard not to, in a way. Yeah. I'm surprised that Ethan isn't uploading more on his Ethan Klein channel, since that's where he was. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's not allowed to. It's possible. Or he just wants to avoid any any controversy, because mm-hmm. what I read on his Twitter is that, you know, he's getting death threats for right-wing people. I mean, when Trump Jr. calls you out on on his thing... You're going to get some hate from some really weird places on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was the how ridiculous thing. Did you see that I sent you a thing about that? I did. I always like them. I think their videos are, you know, Mm -hmm. really good and good production value. And the they have really great attitudes. They're just fun to watch because, like, they seem Mm -hmm. like they you you feel like you're having fun with them or something like that. Even though it's very parasocial to say, but they also cater very highly to kids. I would say most of their viewers are probably kids, and they put out a video with one of these loot box gambling um, ads on it, and people got very upset and mad about that Mm -hmm. because, I mean, every that's been a thing for. I mean, when did Rice gum do those loot boxes like four years ago? Four, four, five. five It was so long. Like this has been a thing that everybody knows not to do, and then all of a sudden, people it's come back and people are doing it again. And then for them who are like, I don't know, I I wouldn't think that if they knew better, they wouldn't do it, right? So it's weird that they didn't know better. I agree. Yeah. Uh, can I just say that if you like movies and kind of like like a funny guy that watches movies, uh, watch a guy called Brandon Likes Movies on YouTube. That's my recommend of the week. Okay, did you see the Kardashian? You watch the Kardashians, right? Are you up to date I on do. the Kardashians? I am up to date. I don't watch it, but how, what do you think about her eating... Uh, Eating sperm. <laughs> <laughs> for what? For, like, fertility? For, like, getting pregnant? Fertility, right. yes. Uh, we- <sighs> it's, it's obviously People not... are crazy, okay? 
That's what I thought too, but what I'm to understand is there actually is some like studies that show that it does increase fertility. I, I'm I'm sure it does. Uh yeah, I just it's just weird that they would put it on the show, I guess, number one. Um and then yeah, I, I just I guess it's just for shock value, right? More than anything else. Yeah, and I I do think that they are not that stupid. But who knows? Maybe he is. Okay. Um IMDB went down last night for like hours and hours and hours. I don't know if you noticed it all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, I was trying to do stuff for the show and looking up like on IMDB trying to get on there and it was like 503 for I don't know, 4 or 5 hours. It was a while. What really? I I don't know if it's true, oh. but I saw rumors that the the chat feeds were getting filled up by some kind of like racist bot, and so they just shut down for a few hours to like get control of it. I don't know if that's true or not. That's total rumors. So don't mm. listen to me if that's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, I I guess I guess it's it's going to be interesting to see, keep. Uh, keep an eye on it, right? Yeah, sure. Um, have you seen this Quest Fitness stuff from like uh? No. It's Quest like this fitness. Never heard of in my entire life. I saw a commercial for it like two days ago. It's for the I want to. It's for a Quest, obviously, for like a VR Oculus. Um, right. And it shows the commercial of these people, like, doing boxing and doing, like, you know, running in place, doing, like, all these, like, super athletic things. How... Mm. You're wearing a headset on your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And you're mm -hmm. sweating, okay? Mm -hmm. And you're, it's getting all sweaty and hot against... And then sweat is dripping inside there into your eyes and stuff. Like, <laughs> how is this... Mm -hmm. How does this work, bro? Do you know... You see what I'm saying? Like, it should... On the commercial, it shows, yeah. like, all smooth and, like, look how fit and, and like, healthy I am. And it's like... I yeah. can just imagine, and it's bouncing around on top of your head while you're trying to, like, do boxing moves with the Oculus on you. I just... This seems like it can't be comfortable or good <laughs> in any way whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I don't think that is a good thing at all. I just don't... Like, it, there's plenty of applications it, for it VR. It's sweaty. You yeah. don't, I don't think fitness needs to be one of those applications, I guess. Unless you, like, make the, the you know, the goggles much smaller and not as uh, inhibitive, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it, it it would work in a like a workout mirror that we were talking about some time ago, but not on this, and not in uh, in in just like having some plastic over your eyes because the sweater will just like destroy <laughs> destroy the electronic. Oh yeah, that too. I didn't think about it. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. I was yeah. just thinking about like it's the the part that's like the rubber part that's up against your face. Imagine how gross and sweaty under there is gonna get after like a half mm. an hour of like boxing or like punching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything interesting to come up with. Oh my god! And think about all the gross diseases that are gonna be on your Oculus. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yes. You'd have to swipe yeah. it down with like Lysol and shit. Yeah. Oh my god. 
And think of like if you like your your best friend like ask you, can I borrow them? And then you have like tr- disease. Right. Exactly. Spread. Yeah. yeah. You, nobody's mm-hmm. sharing your workout Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. That's gross. A gross <laughs> ending for the show. <laughs> Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Really, really think about it. <laughs> congratulations, Johnny. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Johnny. I'm happy. Yeah, it worked out. Uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion over the next week about, you know, a lot of different aspects of what this means. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial at the end. Me Too is dead now. Dead and buried. I, I don't know. I think we said that after the Biden thing so <laughs> yeah but it's even more dead and buried now. okay it was resurrected and then killed again is that what you're saying <laughs> yes. okay it's like digged up and then shot <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah that's my culture frankenstein oh. yeah <laughs> frankenstein okay uh my name is fro and my name is luke goodbye everybody goodbye everybody bye everybody Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.